Hello, I'm Leroy Garcia, and this is Blue Rain Gallery Podcast. Uh, today in my home studio, uh, we are honored to have a wonderful young man, a great painter, uh, Ryan Singer. Welcome. Thank you. Um, for most of our audience, they're unfamiliar with your work. Uh, Ryan will be uh, participating in a group show uh, called Crossroads, uh, opening next Friday at Blue Rain Gallery. And we wanted to give our audience the opportunity to meet Ryan for the first time. He's really impressed me over the years. I've watched him mostly on Instagram, uh, which you can find him on, uh, on Facebook. Um, but what captured me uh, about his work was the perspective of uh, Danae and um, Star Wars or sci-fi in a mix. Mm -hmm. and uh, but you capture mostly life but there's humor to it in in there and uh, I, I really enjoy watching that the it seems like the work that we're getting for this show Brian's evolving which all artists do into more of a realistic format and we'll let him talk about some of these things as we go along um, Ryan tell us a little bit about where you're from uh, your heritage and uh, maybe some of the early influences in your life okay well I was born in um, Cedar City, Utah um, in 73. My mom and dad were going to school up there at uh, Southern University State College. And um, I think I stayed in there until I was about four or five. And then eventually we moved back to the reservation. And um, I would say I'm originally from Tuba City, Arizona, because that's where my mom is from. And um, that's where my grandma's from. So that's uh, um, in our culture, that's where we're from, or is our, our mom. Um, and my dad is from the Great Mountain area, just north of Flagstaff, uh, almost towards Grand Canyon area. Mm -hmm. And so they're fairly close in those areas. So I kind of grew up in that whole like little region of the western side of the uh, Navajo Reservation, Flagstaff, Page, um, that whole area. Yeah. And um, I remember just bits and pieces of like, you know, my childhood um, when I was younger. But um, we had, my dad was a teacher, so he... Uh, taught at several places. So we moved all over the different parts of the reservation. So I lived in Kienta for a while, uh, Tuba City for a while, um, in Winter Rock, that's where I graduated from. Um, and I also moved back to Utah for a while. And uh, when I was in junior high, and I was up there for about two or three years. And um, so all these different, like, like I didn't really stay in one place uh, too long. I would always like um, move you're, around. A you're lot. almost like a military family. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I just remember like all these different, uh, experiences, you know, what was uh, interesting about being an artist and moving to another school, um, was I didn't even have to like really, um, you know, like come out and meet people say, Hey, this is blah, blah, blah. Or I wasn't really that social or whatever, but I would just start drawing and kids would automatically see that. Say, Hey, this guy can draw. So then they would just befriend me and, you know, like, and then just automatically became friends with people. So it was kind of cool to be able to do that. And like, so I didn't like, by the time I was like junior high and, and or high school, I would just pop in and just start drawing. Oh, and, nice. and, um, that's kind of how I got to meet people, you know, and they would be really, uh, like respectful and like, you know, like, oh, this guy's cool. He can draw. So, but by the time, like, I think I was like, uh, first grade, uh, kindergarten, 
uh, Star Wars had come out. Yeah. The, the, that movie just blew my mind. Um, Mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a like, I, I still have dreams of that very first uh, movie, like, because it's not the same. Because they cut out parts of that movie, but I still have dreams of that movie that's parts that they cut out. Um, the original um, um, trilogy or, or part of that trilogy. Anyway. Um, Did you read the books as well? I read a couple of books. Some of the, uh, um, there's like a million books, but I think oh, I yeah. read like a couple of them. Um, but I haven't like gotten to the whole like universe thing. I haven't even watched like some of the Clone Wars or any of that you stuff. You watched uh, B- uh, Boba Fett or yeah, Book of Boba Man- Fett? Yeah, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we watch those like every time they come out. Like, yeah, every, yeah, yeah. But I was kind of bummed out that the episodes o- or the series is over. Yeah, so, but yeah, we really got into it. Um, me and my family, we just sit. All of us would just sit there and watch it. So how how did you merge that? Like, so you have Navajo culture and you have sci-fi. Like, what gave you the idea to merge all that stuff together? Well, when I when I was about that age, um, you know, like four or five, I was already drawing. You know, mm-hmm. and it just kind of like uh, just it would take me away, like whatever I was doing. Like, I just go in my room, and it would just I would just almost like disappear or go to a whole other world, and I would just focus so much that I could just like you know it was it was kind of intense, you know, like I would just get into it and it was fun. And I would just sit there for hours, like hours would go by. I wouldn't even know. And, um, then I would come up with something, you know, or I would copy, um, comic books, um, you know, kiss records, whatever, um, just all these different things like, um, album covers. And, um, so let's talk about that. How, how has also music influenced you in your work? Well, about, you brought up those covers. But. Yeah, about that same age, like I had an older sister. She she listened to music, like all of her. Like I think all of her family. We had our um, we had a turntable turntable in the living room. My mom and dad had their records. Um, I had my own record player in my room, and I had like kind of like my own little record collection. My sister had her own like. Donna Summers and like, um, you know, like um, the Go Go's and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, like, kind of like that disco stuff. Um, and then, um, then I had like Kiss and ACDC, Black Sabbath, and um, and I had older cousins that would influence me. Like, hey, check this out, listen to this, you know. And then it was just all metal. Everything was all metal. So mm-hmm. I was just like, like just got into it at a younger age, and yeah. I just started buying, you know, more music or recording. Uh, like records and putting them on cassettes and just listen to them. So um, when you're listening to music, is that is that also the time when you're uh, drawing mm-hmm. and stuff? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yep, yep. yep. That cu- creates the zone, huh? It, it helps. Uh, it, it helps sort of like with the whole process of taking me away, you know, like, like disappearing for a while or going to a whole nother world. It feels like you're transported and then the music is a part of that. It helps. It kind of like... Uh, I don't know. It's a, it just, and also motivates you too. you know, like, you know, like if, especially if it's like, like fast or whatever. And, um, or just like, there's a mood that kind of like hits you and you just kind of like want to just make, be creative, I guess. And, um, I remember, um, just really listening to like metal and just that sound of the guitars and just like, you know, just like, like that. And I think, um, I think as I got older and I, um, when I was up in, Utah, I heard Black Flag play uh, Louie Louie. Um, it's mm-hmm. a cover song. Right. And I was just like, holy crap, that's just, this is 
you know, it was like, it just, nice. blew, yeah, it just blew my mind because everything was metal all the way up to that point. Cause yeah. everything was like real perfect guitar solos and everything was just like, you know, just everything was pro- uh, produced, uh, you know, so well. And then there's just like this, um, punk aesthetic, just like sound is just like, just blew so my you, mind. So you had a, um, a migration from heavy metal to punk. Mm-hmm. Cause I see a lot of your posts. You, you do a lot of punk now. Too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and there was, a, like, in the 80s, it was kind of like this crossover when I was about 14, 15, where there was, like, metal, like, there was Misfits, Metallica, um, Suicidal Tendencies, all these different mu- bands that weren't necessarily punk, but they would... They're, like, have, in the middle. Kind of, yeah, like, yeah, there was a crossover. They were kind of, like, you could listen to this and listen to that, and you wouldn't be kind of, you wouldn't be punk or you wouldn't be metal. You'd kind of be in between. It was, like, this whole like skaters would be into that whole like aesthetic too. So I would hang out with skaters, listen to the music, and then I would draw, you know, and I skated for a while and I didn't really get good at it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to draw because mm-hmm. I'm better at drawing than I can skate. And uh, I would just hang out and save like, your knees and your elbows. Yeah. I've, I've hit my elbows a few times, uh, sprained my ankle and stuff <laughs> like that. I was like, I think I'm going to save my, my hands so I, can, <laughs> so I can keep drawing longevity. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's go back to the, to the res. Um, how, um, like, cause you moved around so much. Did your parents involve you culturally? With like ceremonially and and stuff on the res. Yeah, that was all automatic. I mean, you know, I didn't have really have a choice. They're just like, let's go. Yeah. You know, we're gonna go do this and do that. But it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like forced upon me. Like it wasn't. You know, I just. It's just know, part of the family. Yeah. Like we're just, doing this. It's just right? something you had to do, and you just kind of accepted it. But after a while, I mean, I'm glad <laughs> that I was a part of that and understood all these things that were happening, things that we did. You know, and. Um, I think those are kind of like special moments. Um, well, it comes out. It comes out in your in your paintings, mm-hmm. uh, your sci-fi paintings. There's a lot of tradition that you've captured, <laughs> even yeah. though there's an R two D two there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. The, the the a lot of the ideas I got were from those times when I'd go visit my my grandmother. Um, my parents sometimes they would just like dump me off at my grandma's house uh, for the summer, mm-hmm. like, you know, because the school, you know, mm-hmm. like like. Uh, I didn't have school for two months, so they like dropped me off for a month or two. And um, at first, it was really hard because you know there was like no rainwater, no electricity, no TV, nothing. You know, old school. No, yeah, no, no telephone, way. hauling mm-hmm. water. Um, you know, like at night, there's no you can't stay up and draw because it's just like a little light. Yeah, Everybody candle. Goes, yeah, <laughs> you basically go to bed when the sun goes down. And yeah. um, um, but it was fun. And, um, what I would do was herd sheep pretty much all day. You know, every day I would get up, they wake me up early and then we'd take the sheep out and I would have like my star Wars toys with me and I would take them <laughs> with me. And basically the sheep would be out like eating, grazing. And I would just like find myself under a rock or under a tree and just play, you know, or just have like sort of adventures and, you know, like pretend I was like in the movie with you know like that like a Star Wars movie and just you know play all day basically so a lot of those paintings are memories of those times mm-hmm. so they kind of get fused together you know in sort of like in in, in my own world so yeah. I'm like um, you know depicting that and um, so I thought about that and it's just like the possibilities are endless you know like what I could come up with well it's you've had an incredible uh career as far as the, the imagery it's very innovative um, thank you who, who are some of the people that have influenced you the most as far as artists mm-hmm. 
Well, my uncle Ed Singer, um, very first, um, my dad's brother, he had a studio up in um, Gray Mountain, and then we had a ranch up. There was a Singer Ranch, and then all my dad's brothers and stuff like that, they were all cowboys. Um, they'd hang out there, have like, um, they would ranch and, you know, cowboy and ride horses and stuff like that. And um, my uncle had a studio in there. I remember his skylight would shine down and I would see him from the window and he'd be there painting. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of like something I saw. I was like, wow, that's cool. So then I would run around and then, you know, start drawing and pretend I wasn't, you know, an artist or whatever drawing spaceships and dinosaurs and stuff like that. And they forgot about the dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, I was a big fan of dinosaurs. Still, still am. Did you watch land of the last one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every morning or every Saturday morning that would come on, it would like come on like five or six in the morning. Yeah. Um, and, um, in like, he was kind of a big influence. And then I used to see Shanto Begay and, um, Bahi Whitethorn, posters everywhere like growing up mm -hmm. as you know like maybe preteen or just a kid and stuff like that and they were getting fairly um popular like in the 80s and i would see their posters all over the place in flagstaff and stuff like that so i would see that and i was like wow that's cool because i would see shanto's work and i would notice that it was sort of that impressionistic uh, van gogh van style gogh. Mm -hmm. yeah and then bahi had his own style yeah. like and i was just like wow that's so cool because that's navajo but it's a whole different, you know. It wasn't the traditional painting yeah. that you were probably used to seeing. Yeah, because these I've, guys were avant-garde, man, at that time. Yeah, because I've seen books from like the fifties and sixties, and uh, I, I mean, I still respect all that stuff. But it was to just totally different. It yeah. was way. Um, I think when um, the the uh, indigenous peoples uh, got away from like being told what to paint, and mm -hmm. just painted like. Your influence, like you, you, you're on the wrist, but you like sci-fi, and you're, you're a rock and roller, and it's all coming together. Mm -hmm. it, it's more organic in these days, starting from the TC Cannon forward, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of the transitional period where freedom existed in art mm -hmm. amongst the native populations. Yeah, I think it was probably like after the whole civil rights kind of movement, a lot of indigenous people understood that that you know, like the being indigenous and having that, um, being proud and, you know, like having that heritage, um, and then also being able to have a voice and say whatever you want to say, like, uh, speak your mind and stuff like that. And I think a lot of those artists kind of picked up on that too. Yeah. And, um, probably were influenced by Fritz Shoulder, um, TC Cannon, um, and kind of just went with it. You know? Yeah. There was a lot of people that broke the mold at that time. It's funny. It was a whole movement, right? Uh, mid 60s uh early forward. 70s yeah, yeah early 70s mm -hmm. um and I, I think about even the the, the public culture uh, yeah tony day and helen hardin mm -hmm. you know some great influences uh what about david bradley yeah david bradley i think i started to see his stuff in the late 90s early 2000 and i didn't connect his name with his images but i'd seen his images and i was like wow that's so cool um especially when I would go to the herd, I would see like paintings of mm -hmm. the herd. Um, I don't think I've, I think I might've met him once, but I never really got to like really, um, you know, talk with him or whatever, but I've been a big fan of his work um, since at least the early 2000s. He's a, he's a wonderful person mm -hmm. uh, suffering through ALS yeah. at this point. And he's uh, battled heroically, 
but his influence uh, mm -hmm. is is big and important and uh, long lasting. Mm -hmm. uh, but your 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 paintings remind me of his a lot because uh, David was probably a little bit more humor had yeah. a lot more humor behind mm -hmm. what he's doing. Yeah, but he did capture you know native life in a contemporary way mm -hmm. with all these figures around that were uh, historic. You know, he just kind of would find a way to integrate them. Yeah. Uh, but no differently than you integrating the sci-fi into the Navajo culture. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's <clears throat> kind of tricky. You have to figure a way how to uh, say something, but it has to be sort of subtle. You know, sometimes it it you there's like layers of uh, like discussion or dialogue um, going on. You can say stuff about culture, uh, personal, being personal. Um, mm -hmm. And then stuff that people understand like universally. So there's all these different layers that you can put stuff into. There's a lot of dialogue in a painting mm -hmm. in a lot of different directions. So I try to make it uh, interesting uh, for myself, like what I want to say. So I throw all these like sort of like hidden meanings or little, uh, like little like subtle uh, symbols and stuff like that, that I understand and hopefully people pick up on and then some of them are obvious and some of them are just kind of like hidden and I I have like this little uh, thing where I like to play sort of like I'm not playing a game but I'm just like I like doing all these like little things that maybe I might only understand and somebody else might not get it you know and then it's fun for me to do that because it's uh, well art you know I've, I've owned a gallery for a long time I've been in the business 32 years um, but when people come into a painting or to see a painting, it's it's best not to interpret it for mm -hmm. them. They interpret it the way they see it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways uh, around this. But I, I'm, I, I like the fact that you have all these dialogues integrated, but it, it makes people think. Mm -hmm. And they might not get the same message that you're trying to convey, but mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're seeing a message in there. Yeah, a lot of the pains i do they're i mean they're not consistently this like some of them are humorous uh some of them might just be about food some of them some of them might be some, like say like the long walk i you know um i use those legos in that long walk piece yeah. i mean there's a whole like you know like layers of meaning that could just go into that yeah. you know and um in the fisher price toys with the boarding school mm -hmm. um those things are um like for me, I remember playing with those toys, and so that's a personal connection. I never went to boarding school, but I'm influenced by that boarding school um, era, those generations of people in my family and um, my my friends and you know my relatives. So they were all affected by it, and, and eventually it affects me generationally. Yeah. So those pieces are important to me. Like I'm trying to um, educate and also. Um, you know, like uh, say something historical about Native Americans or indigenous people. So those pieces are important. So there, I have all these different um, dialogues I want to talk about. Yeah. And um, so I, for me, it's a challenge to come up with all these ideas and um, ways of saying things that I need to say or I need, I need to speak about. Yeah, I, I, I see that. It's beautiful. Thank um, you. I'm glad you've uh, put that all together for us, you know. Um, tell us about the new direction that you're doing right now, like the stuff that's coming to Blue Rain uh, this next week. Um, these portraits that I... Um, like this piece over here. Yeah, this portrait I have um, um, was kind of, was an assignment I had at UNM last fall. And um, 
the assignment was to use um, different kinds of paint. So there's house paint, there's acrylics, and there's oils. And um, I had to use two patterns and a certain amount of colors. I think it was nine colors. So I had to figure that out. And I think before um, I even started the painting, I already had it in my head as the teacher was um, discussing the, the assignment, like the criteria of the assignment. And I was writing it down and stuff like that and just take kind of taking notes. And I think I might even sketch it out, like what it was going to look like. I didn't have the colors, you know, like, like right. And, you know, I did several uh, sketches on my um, Procreate iPad thing. And, um, but I had the image um, um, of the woman, uh, one of my friends, um, I used his um, picture of his grandmother. And oh, I, nice. I asked him if I could use that image because um, he's a photographer. And, um, yeah, he told me to go for it. So nice. I used that image. Well, I noticed on the image, is that a first phase uh, blanket in the background? Or it, second phase? It, or? It's a chief blanket. It's a chief blanket. Yeah, right? but it's more, I put that pink in there. There's no, like, right. that colored pink. So right. it's kind of a more contemporary. But more of the stripes. Yeah, the stripes right. are right on with the chief blanket. Yeah. But I added those colors to make it a little bit vibrate, you know, or little vibrant colors. It was a beautiful painting. And Thank I, you. I've seen a, another one in process that you posted on yeah. Instagram. Um, I, I think that's wonderful that you're pushing yourself, uh, Ryan. You know, longevity in an art career is about innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see a lot of artists, they get stuck in they they get innovative for a point and then they go with it and never progress beyond that point and you you seem to be pushing yourself and uh, that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and that that'll bode well for you in your career thank you yeah, yeah i think it's important i mean if you want to evolve um and get better and you know push yourself i've been trying to make problems for myself in each sort of piece and figure out the problem as i go through it because I think if you don't do that, you don't evolve, you don't improve. Um, I think it's important um, to grow and um, use whatever experience you have to get through this certain problem. So I keep trying to come up with a different problem every single time I'm working that also improve and skill and, um, and trying something different, trying something new. Yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself in 10 years as far as your art career? Um, I don't know. I guess <laughs> doing the... Uh, I threw you a good d- curveball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 years are going to go by so fast. Um, Let's say more museums, right? Probably, yeah. I would like to do more museum shows. Um, I would like to be teaching, maybe at a, uh, like at a teaching level, teaching art, um, maybe at a community sort of like level, um, giving back to the community, uh, maybe working with youth or just uh, community members, um, talking about art you know i think i think that's so important um i have a friend who we represent in the gallery and that's uh, uh thomas breeze marcus mm-hmm. and boy he has really uh been an outreach for his community there uh in uh phoenix yeah i, and, know, uh, I know him yeah he's yeah. cool great guy great guy but so are you and i like that idea thank you because we need more of that uh for our youth uh, especially on the res they they need uh ways to express themselves in a productive way yeah i think people need to communicate more than you know than than ever yeah and and um people get stuck and they they don't know how to express whatever they're you know like as you know like men haven't been able to express themselves for so long i remember 
um, you know, like people of my father's generation, they weren't able to express how they feel yeah. or show emotion, you know, or um, cry or any of that stuff, you know. And I think as an artist, you can, you know, can express express all that stuff, you know, if you're if you're angry or sad or whatever, whatever you want to, whatever you feel, you're, you're able to do that either in, in music or um, any form of art or even just doing stuff for people, you know. I think that is important for for us as human beings to be able to connect and then other people, um, they see that and they'll get influenced by that. And then, you know, ho hopefully they teach that or they do it themselves and it just kind of keeps going, you know? Yeah. Well, Ryan, it's, it's an honor that you're, uh, taking a chance on blue rain gallery and ha uh, showing with us, um, this next week, uh, through the uh, month of uh, February. Um, we're, we're, we're honored. Thank you for coming today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Hopefully the audience really gets the chance to explore the work of Ryan Singer. It's well, thank, wonderful. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, be a part of the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to uh, having a show with um, my friends. Mm -hmm. and There's uh, some great talent yeah, coming yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, I'd like to encourage everybody to uh, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can do that on all the uh, platforms from Spotify to iTunes to our website, YouTube as well. Um, I also want to encourage everybody to bring art into your everyday life by going to blueringprintshop.com and uh, exploring all the wonderful imagery on the products that we have. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Yep.